Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. All right, welcome all to Point Hammered, paintcast number eight. Uh, we got Raj here. Uh, who else is we in got the chair? The bastard. <laughs> and uh, we got a special guest, Pat from SoCal Warhammer. Welcome to the show. Thanks for yeah, having me. Uh, we won't have the bear with us tonight. He is out on the on the road roofing. He won't be able to join us. He did want me to pass a message on to you, Pat. Sure. If you're, he he said, "Suck my balls." He's not <laughs> Suck original. your balls. <laughs> well, you know, I... you sound you sound pretty fucking good for being across the yeah. country. Sound really clear. Well, you know, California, it's a land of of happiness, so the air gets over there so easy. Because today. <laughs> I actually had to put the air conditioner on because it got to like 88 degrees today. Oh, Pretty rough. Wow. You son yeah. of a bitch. I was Go actually at the beach all morning eating. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a little cafe by the beach because I'm not too far away. So I went down there today and I was thinking, yeah, the guys and you guys are probably freezing your asses off. Yeah, it was about four yeah. degrees this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got thick rims of frost on the windshield. Fuck Everyone's that, dude. Perpetually 15 minutes late every day for the whole winter. Because no, everyone has to scrape off their cars. No one. Well, there's ahead. so much, so much shit built up on the roads now. You drive down the back roads, and your car's bouncing all over the freaking place. <laughs> yeah, doesn't help that you're drunk off your ass either. <laughs> well, see, that's one of the bonuses of living up there. I think that would be pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> Can't get us all, man. <laughs> Can't get us all. Now you are the first person that I don't, we've never actually met before in real life. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're right. No, we've we never met. I don't. Bumped for drunken uglies at Adepticon. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> if you were drunk nice. enough, we bumped uglies. <laughs> now, are you at a a paint station, Pat? Are you? you yeah, I am. I'm actually. Yeah, I'm actually working on shit right now as we talk because I, unlike you guys, didn't get all my shit done before Adepticon. <laughs> I'm still right now attaching shields to guys. I'm. I've used to be a what I call avid painter. And I just had no time for it anymore. So now I kind of speed paint, you know, mm-hmm. use a couple of different methods to get stuff done fast. So that's sure. one of the things I use. So what are the actual models you're doing right now? Well, some right now I'm I'm finishing Roman. up some. Well, no, I'm I'm uh, I have Romans, but I'm actually taking Macedonians. Uh, Alexander the Great. Um, I'm running mm-hmm. his father's army, Philip II of Macedonia. So I'm running an early Macedonian Pike army. And uh, uh-huh. so I got all the all the pikemen are done. They look really cool. I'm just finishing up all my skirmishers now, my throwaway troops. Um, so my Thracians. <laughs> <laughs> what range did you get all those from? Is it a mix? No, I, I pretty much stuck almost entirely with Crusader. Um, I did throw some Gorgon Studios miniatures in there for my bowmen. But yeah, mm-hmm. Crusader, they're all... One thing good about... I don't know if it's good or bad about historicals. Um, because you don't have as many armies as you do in fantasy, like... I think I have like nearly every fantasy army in one version or another ever made, mm-hmm. but I'm I you know you don't buy as many armies when you do historicals. Why is that? Well, because they take so long to build up. And most of it's almost lead. Um, I'm still painting metal. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. All right, bastard. What are you working on? I am working on fucking browsing the internet, looking at pictures of random shit. <laughs> it's probably porn. Nah. Otherwise, I'd be really quiet on this end. You might hear a slight <laughs> smacking noise. <laughs> I uh, finished up. The... Are you eating the Starburst, John? <laughs> I finished up my Jabber's lift today, and since then, I it's just been great not to have to paint anything for one night this year mm-hmm. so far. Okay, cool. I am gonna dig through a couple boxes of models and figure out what I'm gonna work on next, though. Mm-hmm. Any uh, likely candidates? Or will you have it picked up by the end? I'll probably work on some Minotaur conversions for the Bullogre army. And mm-hmm. I feel like painting something random, so maybe some Battlefleet Gothic. Sweet. Uh, cool. You ever yeah, tangled with any Gothic, Pat? Oh, yeah, I'm a big BFG fan. Um, yeah. I got like, uh. shit, I got like seven different fleets. <laughs> we <laughs> all have fleets, but we rarely pull them out. Mm-hmm. I know it's that's the problem. I mean, I live five minutes away from the L.A. Battle Bunker, and that's the only <laughs> place I can find people to play Gothic. Otherwise, it's just right. no one plays it out here anymore. 
we're basically the only ones up here. Yeah. Except for at Adepticon! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you guys playing any of the other side events besides the, um... Besides... You're playing Fantasy, obviously, right? Or what are yeah, you guys playing? Fantasy. Fantasy all three days for me. Yeah. I'm signed up for 3K on Sunday, or Friday. Team Tourney Sunday, and then on Saturday I'm doing the Blood Bowl. So, and that's what I'm working on right now is I got... Basically, I got 11 orcs pretty much done. And then I'm working on Michael Orc Duncan here, my last black orc. I'm going to give him a special treatment. To me, that seems to be the, you know, you go out there, you got to do at least three days worth of events. I'm, I might yeah. be playing on something on Friday that little thousand points, it's how you use it. And actually, since I can't take too much shit on the plane, I'm thinking about proxying in my Macedonians as pikemen and playing just a Dogs of War army. Sweet. <laughs> That's a good idea, dude. They're only six points a piece now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you taken a look at that book? Yeah, I did, and I went, "Holy shit, they're awesome!" It's like, yeah, they're pretty take... good. I, I, I've always been a fan of Dogs of War, so I, I'm not, I'm never going to talk shit about that list. But it's another product GW never supported. You know, sadly. Okay, so you mentioned an uh, army I... painter before. Um, have you ever used the clumps, the Arteticras clumps? Yeah, the yeah, they're a little. Well, yeah, they're a sponsor of my show, so um, okay. they they send me a little bit of everything. I tried out the little the little grass clumps. I like them for when I do like really when I want something to look really good. Um, mm -hmm. But if I just if I'm just trying to get stuff done, I still use the old uh, static ground uh, static grass from like uh, uh, Terrain Scenics or whatever that company is. Just you know, put some glue yeah. and throw it on there. That's kind of. I got them in the mail a couple days ago, and that's kind of the same thing I was thinking. Because it looks. You don't look like you get that many in a pack. I mean, there's probably enough to do 40 or 50 models, but you'd be, probably go through three or four or five packs, depending on the army. I'm going to use them. I used them a little bit like with my small armies. Like I used them with my Chaos, uh, my Warriors. And it came out looking really good because I could mix some of the terrain scenics like that what they call burnt grass, which is like a a, a really light brown colored grass that looks dead. And then you take the like light colored mm -hmm. stuff from there and you mix kind of in like it's all parched dead earth. It looks yeah. really good, but you, you got to kind of I think to get a really good effect, you got to mix it up with something else because just the real poofy grass everywhere. It's like there's not enough color range in, in their stuff to make it where it's going to stand by itself, by you know, totally. So that's just mm -hmm. me, though. But it's it's a good product. It's real easy to work with. I mean, it's kind of bonehead proof. Okay. Always a plus. A plus for me in particular. That's all I've ever, I guess, purchased from them before. Is there well, anything you, else you got, you'd recommend? Have you, have you, I, well, I depending on how you paint, I like the Army Painter, just the dip. Now, I won't, I'm one of those guys that I'm kind of a purist. I won't... Um, I won't actually dip models anymore because it's just too much work getting the getting the dip off them. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big fan of painting on dip and kind of okay. learning how to use it as a either a very heavy supplement to your painting or actually as a way just to do your army. Um, I've actually painted armies where I painted them, primed them, did one or two layers of color, dipped them, and then gone back and actually painted highlights, a couple levels of highlights beyond the dip. Uh -huh. for, and that works really well. Or okay. you can just you can just dip your models, and and that's like what I do with my Macedonians. I, 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 you know, they have really good primers that cover really well, well, and don't scratch. If you guys know yeah. primers, you know when you're when you're painting something just on top of primer, you can scratch it even with a paintbrush sometimes. So their their primers are really good. And mm -hmm. so between the dip and the primer, I've used I've used every I think everything that they make. Um, they came out with their own paint set too, which is kind of cool. If you, especially uh -huh. if you do things like uh, Flames of War, they already have all the colors matched up to you know your Germans, your yeah, Russians, your, and shit. Yeah. Right, okay. right. So, but then again, I don't like painting fifteen millimeter. So, okay, that that shit just, that just gets sprayed with my air gun. <laughs> so, um, what other paints do you generally use then? I'm a well, I use GW paints like their metallics, and I use some of their foundations, but I'm a I'm pretty much a big Vallejo guy. Okay, cool. Sounds like we're on the same page. As far as I use well, mostly Vallejos, and then I've been doing some brush-on dipping with my Skaven, and then going back and doing the highlights and stuff. It's, it's turning out great. Can't play that shit. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, how long have you been in Warhammer? Uh, probably since about 85, 86. Um, Holy I, shit. How, how old are you? I'm 41. Oh 41 years God. old. Yeah, I'm an old fuck. You got the bastard beat here. Well, the reason <laughs> I... Yeah, the whole reason I... Uh, I got into GW so deep as in the 90s. I mean, I just played really 40K um, back since Rogue Trader days and kind of played it off and on, you know, played some Dungeons and Dragons, had friends who played it. But in yeah. the 90s, in um, late 90s, when they started Outrider program, I had a buddy who got into that and he got me into it. So I became an Outrider for GW for a couple of years and I got to buy models really, really cheap. And I had just got married but didn't have any kids. So I, could, I had a really good job. And mm-hmm. I could blow, I could blow fucking lots of money on models at cost. Tons of shit, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I used to do. I, I'd, go to, I'd go to Games Day out here, and literally, uh, you know, we got to go in there before all the, the regular folks, the customers, and I'd buy a thousand dollars worth of shit at cost. Forge World, all that shit, and I knew that you, uh, I knew you played Dogs of War, so I actually went through my old GW shit. And hold on one second, uh, I, I was gonna bring you a gift, but now that that might be. In, in flux, but hold on one sec, guys. <laughs> gonna fart in the mic, isn't he? <laughs> He's getting his fart harness set up. All right, and because I was just so happy to be coming and seeing the Point Hammer guys, I looked through my box of old ancient shit, and I found a box of the original Oglacons, Hoblin, Hobgoblin Wolf Boys. Oh, nice. yeah. Okay, still cool. wrapped in the original wrapping. Hasn't been opened since the date of production. Oh, I'm going to bring that out there as my donation to your uh, to your freaking Dogs of War army. So, Holy shit. Uh, fucking... Oglacons, Goblin Wolf Boys, Hobgoblin Wolf Boys. Should be fun. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. If you take the Slayer Pirates, they're dwarves, and you can't take any models like O and G. So right. That's been my main sticking point from trying out... Because I would like to try uh, the Armored Orcs or the the Wolf Boys. Because I think they'd be cool to do up some uh, civilized Orcs and Goblins. Yeah. <laughs> some some fluffy clothes and shit. Might be a project yet yet in the works. Welcome. Now, but, I'm curious. How many, or over 25, almost 25 years, how many painted armies have you done? What would you say? Um... Well, for 40K, I got probably, well, painted good. Um, no, but painted <laughs> probably a dozen. We're not counting I, Yeah, I probably painted a dozen armies for 40K, probably six or so for fantasy. Um, wow. The, the, the problem is, is I used to paint like shit. Um, when I first started, I, mm-hmm. you know, I used, I used, I probably like every new person who started off the hobby, I didn't know how to paint. I just kind of, I thought I was painting like a fucking snap type model. I used like bad acrylics. I used tester paints. All this crazy shit at first. Enamel. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, so my first few armies, I thought they looked good. Now I look back, and every once in a while, I'll find one of those figs that hasn't gone in the the pot to be, you know, stripped of paint, and I'll actually <laughs> laugh that I actually put this shit on the table and thought it was cool. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, as far as good painted stuff now, I, I've really gotten down to like I have four or five good painted 40k armies that are you know done up to like twenty five or two thousand, three thousand points. Um, fantasy, I have three painted armies, two that I call good, one that I called quick. Um, sure. So, you know, I have some old stuff too. Like I have an old orcs and goblin army. I love them because they're all metal, but mm-hmm. they're. You know, I mean, frankly, the models are getting old. I mean, shit, my yeah. orcs are like miniature orcs now on a 25 mil base. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they literally are like the old, the you know, they're they're true 25 millimeter when GW is making 25s. And now they, they look kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. So you still have quite a bit of those armies. Because my next question would be how many do you still have? And how many do you well, wish you have? Well, I wish uh, I had less. Um, my wife wishes right. I'd have less too. Um, <laughs> I actually recently just sold two of my armies. Um, kind of made me, you know, it was it was happy and sad all at one time. Oh, I, sold yeah. off, I sold off half of an Imperial Guard army I had. Um, anything that wasn't painted went into a box, and I sold those models, which made me really sad because it was all metal Steel Legion models that I uh, you yeah. know, never kept. 
um, are never painted. So I got rid of those. I, I recently got rid of a Tyranid army um, that really kind of hurt <laughs> because I, I'd been <laughs> keeping this. I'd kept this army for so long and kept buying models for it, but then never used it. Kind of like you guys are too. I mean, it's it's the dream of painting. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you just gotta accumulate, and then someday I'm gonna need this. Someday this army. <laughs> We'll well, be ready, and I'll be ready. <laughs> that that's kind of, you know, GW for all their we bitch about them. Their marketing strategy is what is what hooks us into the game. The fact that every army over a period of time gets better, and then then you want the new coolness. Well, you have the old coolness, so you don't really want that anymore. You want the new coolness, so you got to buy more models. And that's <laughs> yeah. what that's what hooks you in. You fucking clever bastards! <laughs> they really are. They really are. And, and frankly, when you when I was an outrider, it was all about get people to buy the beginning of a couple armies because they'll add to all of them. So you know, you do mm -hmm. your demo game, and you tell them how cool the armies were, and or run a tournament, and you ran small uh. size tournaments, and you make them really fun so people don't care they're getting their face shoved in. And it was it was <laughs> it, it was a good time. I mean, I met some really good people when I was doing the Outrider thing. Um, some people with GW, most of them have left the company. Actually, everybody I knew at GW is now gone except one guy, and that's uh, Tony Bell, who's the manager of the LA Battlebunker. Everybody that I know from when I was an Outrider has left the company and gone on to do bigger and better things. So, you know, I call them every once in a while and see how they're doing. But yeah, mm -hmm. you know, the, the hobby the hobby's changed. Eighth edition, eighth edition, I think is. Despite all those guys, I'm one of the guys that initially kind of took a step back from it and looked at it. I have fun with 8th edition, but I think it's easily abusable in a tournament setting now. Uh, just some of the power builds coming out really are kind of, until GW reigns it in with new books. Because Orcs and Goblins actually, I think, are a really balanced book. It's a really good effort to kind of get the game yeah. back to a fair point. But right sure. now you still have you still have like the murder, death, dark elf units and you know, stuff like that. Fucking giant blocks of demons that you could never hope to break if you put every your whole army against it. I think they need to work in some limit caps. That would be very Yeah. Neat. We were talking about that last time. Um, well, yeah. we, we, we have a thing mm -hmm. called the OMFR in our the group of guys we play with. It's called the one one fucking model rule. <laughs> and basically okay. when you get when you get down to a certain point of we actually play it to when you get down regardless of the unit size when you get down to one fucking model it's fucking dead because too many times now in 8th edition like these are for fun games but you'll get that one blood letter fucking champion standing there by himself and uh -huh. your dick your dick opponent will run it into a, behind a fucking force and just run it away uh -huh. and keep all the points away from you. So <laughs> as a rule, because we got so pissed off we were drinking beer, we said, idea. look, if I get you to one fucking model, that fucking unit's dead. So we don't <laughs> do that with like big stuff like uh, blood crushers and stuff, but we do do it with smaller unit models, like the one repeater crossbow guy who's just fucking hanging out and you can't fucking kill. Okay, that unit's dead. <laughs> Interesting. So, I sense a rule well, for Wapaka coming on. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times have you had someone with one of these blocks of 40 wow. fucking models? You get them down to like three or four guys, and then they turn bitch and run. It's like, really, dude? Come on. Um, it's a thorn in the better... side of my dwarfs, man. I'll tell you what, because I have no way to catch anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. but you go to tournaments, and that's real common. The Getting a unit chewed up and then running it away to deny victory points. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just totally. the way he said it. Uh, like when we play friendly games, me and I, you know, the other host of the show, Mike Garner, when we play Eighth Edition, we have a rule now. It's it's a uh, we call it the no fucking big magic rule. And um, I like you, you got a lot of rules with the word fucking. Yeah, yeah we, we do because well, understand that when he and I play, there's usually a fair amount of drinking involved. So, and so with when I play with Mike, uh, we play games against each other. Uh, one of the things that we do is we we come with rules that make the games fun, and we realize that in Eighth Edition, if you don't take a lot of magic or just like one or two casters of like level two, it can make mm -hmm. the game pretty fun, and it it, it it starts having bizarre fucking effects. But like when I run my my lizardman with the slam, he's always like, "All right, let's. You're gonna take life." He always goes like this, "Oh, slam, life magic, temple guard." He goes, "Yeah, 700 points." I'm like, "Yep, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly where I'm at." And if you just go easy on a magic, like you said, I think it would make for an interesting game. Yeah, uh, like um, we don't 
we don't kill each other. Like he has a he has a VC army, and like he still runs a lord, but he keeps his lord like reasonable. Like either he's level two or even three sometimes, but he doesn't take like you know, lore master and all that other bullshit. He'll just take all right. I have three spells. I'll take what I get. You know, we'll keep it. You know, I'll have one other level two caster, and he doesn't get crazy with it. And then I'll go okay. The same thing. I'll bring my lizardmen, but I'm not going to run a slan. I'll actually run an old blood. Um, you know, something crazy like that. And the games mm-hmm. are really fun because now it's my combat units versus his combat units, and then we actually get to fight instead of just... I mean, I don't know how many in tournaments, I don't know how many units now I've dwellered off the board. Just, I'll spam dweller every turn until you're ready <laughs> your big unit, and then I pretty much can clean you up with whatever I house on the board. Now, now I don't... I like winning, so this is kind of... I've been drinking a little bit today, but, <laughs> you know, in my... Uh, I really think that it's a good way to balance the game. I mean, the the, the spells are just too powerful. And 2,000 points, magic's really decimating because your army's really not that big yet. But at 3,000 points, I have no problem with people taking level 4s because I have enough units now to get to you and just wreck your face. And that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think the game is balanced at 300, maybe 2,500. It's not balanced at 2,000 with the magic system. There should be some way that, like, as you get more points, you get more magic. But they didn't do it that way. They made one magic system across yeah. the board. So, like, I was doing to do that 1,000-point Adepticon tournament and run two casters just because I could. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, I'd be, a big, I'd be a major dick. If I ran two level <laughs> two casters, I could just ruin people's <laughs> hobby. But, you know, it's not balanced because I roll... If you roll good on your dice, you take one death and one shadow and just, you know, just, just knock people's face in. So Yeah. Well, me and Johnny, we're going to be using a level one fire wizard for the team tournament. So basically, yeah, we're just going for the big 3d6 strength 4 magic missile every turn until the little <laughs> the fireball battery dies out. Well... <laughs> He probably will. <laughs> Hopefully he's done some damage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. depending what you point him at. Hopefully. So that's kind of a yeah, plan that, there. I've noticed that a lot with Skaven players. It's like at a thousand points, a couple guys going to Depticon, one guy's playing Skaven. He's like, Hey, what should I do if I on this thousand point thing, make me a list? So I came up with this dirty, cheesy, evil uh thousand point list. I actually I actually got it where he could have a an abomination in it, and then he played the other guy. He played the other guy who's taken, you know, uh, taken his his list, and he's like, "Wow, man, that that list is really nasty." Because basically, it's two level two engineers, an abomination, and just you know, effed up stuff. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it just, it's, it's like it's like just throw the abomination at them. Don't worry, no one at a thousand points they can't kill your abomination. So yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of answers there. But... That's fucking awful, dude. <laughs> well, you that's need a fool with a level one fire wizard to fucking blow him up. Well, yeah, but I mean, even even strength four, dude. That the abomination's tough. It really it takes a lot of hard hits. I mean, I've thrown units of chaos warriors with halberds at abominations and had them bounce and just get tore to fuck, dude. I mean, yeah. That abomination, that random number of attacks is just, it ain't right, man. I don't know who invented those rules, but when I'm playing my Skaven, yeah. I like them. When I play against <laughs> my Skaven, fuck that, dude. It just, because the worst thing about playing with your friends when you have a good army is you teach them your tricks. And then they use them on you and you get pissed off. So it's yeah. like, really? I taught you that. You're going to do that to me? <laughs> okay. We're going to you know, we're gonna smash them face now. So, the Bastard's yeah. been on the receiving end of some, some A-bomb love. Early yeah. I don't think I've even killed a fucking A-bomb, but I've had half my dwarf army killed by a double A-bomb Skaven army. <laughs> it's just, just not fun, just, man. No, it's not. It's not. Fucking it's lame. not you just, the books aren't balanced right now. I mean, they just really aren't. I, I mean, anybody who says, oh, it's a beautifully balanced game and we play for fun, you're full of shit, dude. Right now, like Orcs and <laughs> Goblins, they got the newest book and they are not the toughest army. It's like mm-hmm. really, they're they're kind now, of they're they're okay. So have you played quite a few games against them or as them? I've I've played two games as my orcs using the stuff I had, which wasn't enough savage orcs. Um, sure, but, yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm gonna be buying those in bulk. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I played against them a couple times. They're pretty, despite what people are telling people on the forums. 
an experienced player, it's pretty easy to take them apart. Um, they they have some they have some issues that haven't been fixed by by the book that were there before. Really, mm-hmm. they lack armor, and other yeah. than a few sprinkling award saves, they don't have anything that keeps them from getting ground up in combat. And even though you get a lot of them, you're still losing combat every turn, and you still have to make a test, and they don't have really good leadership, even with a BSB buy. I mean, how many times you rolled, you know, a 9 followed by a 9? Well, that unit's gone and has a lot of points in it, so, you know, you just you just grind Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. I mean, my buddy Chad at Wapaki took three big units of orcs, basically, was his army. And they're bigger, and, you know, they could dish it out, but they could they get their ass whooped right back. So, you know, they're either well, losing or they're not really winning by much, even though there's a lot of carnage on each side. Big weaknesses with the Beastmen, too, is you just have no armor, no survivability, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'll just give an example. Of, we were playing a game. My buddy brought the, you know, Savage Orc, big unit of Savage Orcs. like 40 Savage Orcs with the big, you know, extra hand weapon, 11 points a guy, new Savage Orcs from the new book. I took just regular old hand weapon shield chaos warriors, twenty four guys, and I tore them mm-hmm. apart. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. came in. He he came into me, and he thought, "Oh yeah, plus one strength the first turn," and he did kill like six or seven of my guys. But I killed more of him than he killed of me. And after the grind started, once he that initial round was over with no, with the choppas, you know, even though they were, you know, he played them as regular orcs one time and as biggins the next time, and both times I played with him, I I I, I played. My my warriors. It, all you have to do is survive the first round, and then the grind's over, and you tear them apart because they're still chaos warriors at sixteen points with just a shield. Still to tear everything apart, and even though all biggins do, it get more expensive. They're still not going to be anywhere yeah. near as close, and you just you have to survive one or two turns, and then you can just slowly grind away the units that don't have good armor, and that's what it really comes down to. And I think GW forgot that when they made these big unit rules. Ultimately, all it did was make combat last two more turns than it used to. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. If you look at your seventh edition builds, you, you basically it's the same it's the same size unit you had before. You just add two more ranks to the rear of it, and that's how you build your mm-hmm. units now. So you yeah, have two less units. Yeah. On the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. How many tournaments are? Are out there. I mean, are there agents tournaments? How, what's the fantasy scene, scene like? Well, the, just... the fantasy scene's pretty big out here. Um, we have about in just in the Los Angeles area, we have probably eight tournaments a year that I I consider substantial. One group at LAX, LA International Airport, that runs four tournaments a year. That's Strategicon, and they always have forty k in fantasy and a <laughs> and an ancients event there. Um, then there's a group out here called the Southern California Games Workshop League. They run two tournaments a year, mm-hmm. and then there's this, you know, SoCal SmackDown, which is another independent tournament, and then there's um, a couple other local tournaments. Up in San Francisco, they have a, like a smattering of three or four tournaments organized a year. So there's always something within, you know, four to six hours driving distance, you know, that, mm-hmm. that every every weekend you can be playing in a tournament. Now the quality of the tournament varies, but you know, I I, I I only go to maybe five or six tournaments a year for fantasy because I'm playing ancients more. I mean, I like historicals to do either of you guys play historicals like Warhammer ancient battles or anything like that. No, no, I'm familiar with the rules. You know, I've always had a, an interest, but I've, we've never uh, picked up any models or anything. Yeah, I, I just, I just like it because it's not that it's more tactical. It just, sometimes I get tired of the fantasy element. And like right now I'm on that swing where I'm tired of magic. I just want to throw armies at each other and not worry about yeah. some of the other other bullshit like, you know, fucking bloodthirster coming down and ruining my day. But, <laughs> you know, that's one thing I like about Ancients is really it's just about guys against guys, not so much about guys against monsters or guys against magic or guys against the one FU character who can destroy a whole army. Because in Ancients, the game's not designed that way. So right now I'm, I'm having fun playing both, but... It's really funny because playing Ancients has made me a better Warhammer player, and playing Warhammer sometimes has made me a better Ancients player because I tend to have units that are a little bit larger than the other guys, and I, you know, they stick around a little bit longer, and 
I come up with a couple dirty tricks that I learned from from fantasy. <laughs> and guys go, mm-hmm. really? How how'd you learn how to do that? Well, I read the rule and I realized that it's been exploited in fantasy, so I'm going to use it here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going for the I'm going for the ancients for Adepticon because Adepticon is one of the biggest ancient events in the United States. I mean, they're they're, yeah. they're kind of small. Our tournaments are usually for ancients only. You know, if we get 20 people, we're pretty happy. Um, but fantasy, you know, we'll have 60, 70, 80 guy fantasy tournaments pretty at least three, four times a year. And you know, I, I th- those tournaments are cool, but man, two days of you know blood crushers and it seems like demons and dark elves now are the two armies that half the guys you fight are playing those two armies. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, if you like Warhammer Seventh Edition, shouldn't you just pick up Ancients because that's uh, that's a really similar rule set, or is like Second Edition of Ancients different? So I remember they followed a lot of like the old school like Warhammer rules, like yeah. the and everything. Yeah, if you liked, if you were a big seventh, sixth, and seventh edition fan, it's real easy to make the transition into Ancients. Ancients has a couple more rules um, that a lot of fantasy players, when they see this stuff, they go, "Oh man, these are really cool additional rules." But basically, you can walk in if you've never pl- if you played a lot of seventh edition fantasy and you want to come in and play a game, you can pretty much right away get into Ancients once you realize it's the exact same mechanism as far as stats and everything and how units move and other than a mm-hmm. few additional additional rules. Like like in Ancients, one thing I like is that skirmishers who are leadership seven or less fear ranked units. So they can't just charge whoever they like because they're mm-hmm. skirmishers, dude. They're not going to run at a block of, of infantry and get chewed up for no reason. <laughs> but not like Ungors. Right, exactly. But if they're an elite unit of skirmishers, you can use them to like hit and run because they're automatically going to break and fall away the way the rules are designed. But there's certain things you can do to harass people. And like there's a lot of there's a lot of small mechanics in the game that make the game kind of fun. Like you can fall back in good order. So like even though I get beat in combat by you, because I have such a big unit the game's not, you know, the, the, I don't automatically break and run and get destroyed. I can actually just fall away from you like a D6 inches, and then you can try to re-engage me. My guys got scared. They got driven back a little bit. But because they're in good shape and you don't, you're not outnumbering me and all these other factors that come into it, uh-huh. I can basically not, I don't basically get my game over in two turns. That's that's one good thing about Ancients. Right. It, it's, there's no, yeah, you can have units wiped out pretty easy in the game, but they're, they're not designed. They're, it's designed to be a little more grinding historical game. Now, I've had units get destroyed in one turn of combat just because I positioned them badly and I got flanked or whatever. But most of the game is designed to try to get units in, have some combat fight, get some combat res, then have units either get destroyed or, or win. So that's just kind of the way it works. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, you you guys would like it. You guys are tactical guys. Mm-hmm. how I feel now I'm, I'm I'm trying to become more of a hobbyist and do the whole thing. Kind of like you guys. You sit around, you do paint nights. That's what I like about your show is that you sit around, you do paint nights. It's about more of the hobby than just about playing games. It's about playing games, painting models, looking at broads from across the room if they actually happen to be hot. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's like... that's Yeah, that's, that's what it is, right? I mean, because how much of your Warhammer time is spent painting compared to playing? Some people, we got a pretty high ratio. Uh, compared to those fuckers who buy their shit from China, right? Well, do you guys ever, uh, do you guys ever have like events like stripper con or anything like that out there? Uh, no, I'm intrigued. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's elaborate. We, I call it stripper con, but it's actually called Quake City Rumble out here. Um, it's in San Francisco, and these guys from a group called Leadership Two that put on this tournament every year. Like last year, they they have alcohol at the event, like mm-hmm. large amounts of alcohol, and they had a porn star serving all the alcohol to everybody, and she wow. was scantily clammed. So we have a couple adult-only <laughs> themed events that really kind of make stuff fun. There's been uh, Mike Garner. Uh, he ran an event down here a couple times where he had very bodacious women in bustiers serving alcohol throughout the event. So uh-huh. we've had a couple of events that are adult-themed like that, and really you get rid of the douchebags that way. You know, you have enough alcohol yeah. here when it gets along. Or they fight in the parking lot. But You know what? That's kind of... Um, <laughs> well, I'm doing an event called the Raj Podge in July. And I think it kind of is pretty close to what you're talking about. 
And we got Roller Girls, and it's at the Tilt and Kilt pub up here in Point. And uh, the tournament packet is laden with profanity and perversion <laughs> as a kind of way to keep out the undesirables. And uh, sounds kind of similar to what you're saying there. If I wrote my own rules, there'd be two things. No teetotalers, no Jesus freaks, because I just, I don't need that in my life. I'm sorry I offended the Christian right, you know, whatever, but, you know, I live in the land of nuts anyway, and we're the liberal left, they call us, but yeah. Uh, I like, I like, this is what makes the tournament fun for me. A lot of guys that are, that are fun to hang out with, a little bit of alcohol involved, even though I don't drink that much, I drink at tournaments. And hot chicks to look at because I don't give a fuck if I'm losing my games if there's chicks bending over or <laughs> fucking bomb g strings, dude. I mean, oh, that's one thing. Like, I mean, were we even playing a game of Warhammer? What exactly. the fuck was going on there? What's happening? Well, you guys at Wog Packer, you had some roller derby chicks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were they any of? Were any of them decent to look at? Oh, okay, yeah. sweet. Well, my girlfriend was there. <laughs> the roller derby chicks peace. in LA are pretty fucking hot, dude. This is Wisconsin, you see. <laughs> I, I know. We're but... building pretty thick out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I heard. I heard that they're they're made they're made for warmth, not made for fun. So. <laughs> yeah. Shade in the uh, summer and warmth in the winter, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Stand over here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, I've I been married 17 years, so I, I, I talk a lot of shit, but, you know, like I told my wife, I mean, my wife's like, yeah, she, she'll come up and probably slap me during the show at some point and, you know, give me shit. You know, because it, it's like, I always tell people, I own a Volvo, my wife's a Volvo, okay? it's It gets me from point A to point B. It used to be the really cool car when Volvos were the cool car, but all the all the nicks, dings, and damage in it, I did. So you know, I, we've had a couple of kids and everything. It's like, yeah, now I just now I just drive my Volvo, and it's like a Volvo station wagon now. So it's safe. I don't got to worry about someone stealing my Volvo. I don't have to worry about my Volvo breaking down on me. My Volvo is not going to give me a sexually transmitted disease, but it's a Volvo. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the way it is. She used to be a Ferrari and slowly turned into a Volvo. I don't know into what happened. Into a Volvo. Yeah, well, years one Magic. to three, it was Ferrari. Years four to six, it was still Ferrari, but the Ferrari was getting dated. It was the old Magnum PI Ferrari. And then, <laughs> we, had, then we had kids, <laughs> and she turned into a Volvo. So, you know, I was like, wow, it's cool. a safe car to drive. So, cool. Well, you guys are a lot of fucking fun. I mean, actually, this is, this is, I've done all the talking. I feel fucking guilty. Come on, your podcast. Do all the fucking That's why talking. we have guests. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just well, us farting into the microphone and making dick well, jokes. <laughs> sure. I was painting so, some numbers on my orcs here. And oh, because they fucking rank up so well? Uh, no, these are my blood bowlers. So I'm actually uh, painting numbers on them. But like a retard, I painted two of them with the number four. And I'm not sure if I should just leave it as like an orc thing. Or if I should orcs, try to dude. I'm gonna try and turn it into an eight and maybe leave it like an orc oh. did it and he tried to turn it into an eight. Oh, okay. Or you just put a line through it and draw a little eight under it or something. I, I, I like that. I Give like him a black eye. Yeah, I like that. That's fucking sweet. <laughs> make, make it look like he got beat up and lost his number. Yeah. That's fucking sweet. So you gonna play some Blood Bowl up there? Yeah, I'm gonna. I played a bunch online with the rules, and I've only ever played a couple of the uh, actual board game uh, it's, rules. It's fucking. It's fucking fun. I, I yeah, it's, Blood Bowl. it's really fun. The only problem with Blood Bowl is it's it's Blood Bowl. It's it, it's like it's fun, but it's 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 hokey, which is the reason I like it. Weird shit happens. Like, your guys mm -hmm. killing themselves is when they block. That's always fun. So. Yeah. You, you like got, like, a kickoff table. And, like, when we were playing, there was like a riot. And my buddy, he was playing orcs, too. His only ball catcher got, like, knocked out by a rabbit fan or something. And then he was com <laughs> completely unable to pick up the ball because his ball carrier uh, thrower is out. So you got to roll just, like, a four-plus or something just to pick up the ball. It's pretty rough on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a fun fucking game. Yeah, you guys absolutely. gonna play? You guys gonna play any BFG at a uh, at Adepticon? No, you know, I always want to sign up, but it's every year it's Sunday, so it's the same day as a team tourney. So yeah, we always team tourney takes priority over that. Yeah, yes, it does. Best event there is, man. <laughs> 
So, mm-hmm. hey, what do you guys think about the the, the latest FAQs from uh, the 1.3 update for uh, Fantasy? They just when did those come out? Like last week. Oh, I haven't oh, really? seen that yet. I better I, put I that you, out for Acon. <laughs> you better read it because they they did add a couple things. So uh, I was looking through that, going, "Hmm, that's going to be interesting." Uh, they 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 toned a few things. Kind of the the rules clarifications were kind of the opposite of what I thought they were going to be. So Brought you, you might want to look way. at that. Yeah. What's uh, an was, example? Well, there was one. I have to pull it up and sit on the trusty laptop, which may crash my whole system from fucking TeamSpeak. <laughs> You're infected <laughs> with the HPB virus, my friend. You, dude, I, I didn't want to talk about my laptop. Uh, well, they, they added some things like uh, dividing attacks. Um, it On page 48, uh, this was one yeah. of the things I saw as different. It says change from the old wording of different characteristic profiles it can to... Um, different characteristic profiles are two or more characters or units with the same characteristic profiles it can. So basically it clarified that you can actually attack into two different units now um, mm-hmm. and how you distinguish that because that was one of the questions we had where could you divide attacks between units that were in base contact with a character and it really wasn't clarified because the old one was just saying it had to have different characteristics or profiles. Oh, yeah. Sure. And people mm-hmm. said, well, if it's two of the same unit, we had this problem a lot with Skaven. You'd have two Skaven units make contact with somebody, but you want to, you really want to chew into the other unit, but it, it didn't say you could. And, you know, without it saying you can, a lot of people say you can't, which I kind of feel the other way. But um, Yeah, you know. one, of the, one of the big things on here is that they stated that a fleeing model can dispel spells or use magic items yeah. now. Which is badass. Fucking nuts. Wow, that is. Doesn't matter if your wizard's running away or not, you can still use this level four of the spell. Yeah, the other thing too is on page ninety six they they made the change of shooting at lone characters. It said change from five or more models to this is the new one. They think this will be a big big help. Five or more rank and file models of the same troop type. So So, is that the ward save within Yeah, to get the ward save. So the lookout sir ward save. Yeah, so I think that's gonna be Pretty, pretty badass. Also, they changed the lore shadow uh, smoke and mirror special rule to just being a friendly character to a friendly non-fleeing character. Which, because I used to oh, teleport weird. my non-fleers back across the board, so they wouldn't be fleeing anymore. <laughs> so that, that, that fucked me. That's a me. pretty cool idea. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, when I saw that one come out, I go, oh, I'm not gonna be able to do that anymore. So it was mm-hmm. like ninja, ninja poof your guy when he gets to the end of the board. And you know next turn he's not going to rally. You poof him over next to your BSB so then he gets, you know, two chances to fucking stick nice. around. Nice. like the way you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, I play Warriors of Chaos. When something starts running, they tend to run really – they keep running. You know, mm-hmm. um, well, when I you – mean know, like trolls and shit like that. But other things too, when a character starts running, they tend to they tend to be beat up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, when talk, there's, a, there's a FAQ question that I thought was pretty good. It's talking about um, question: Will a unit automatically pass a character success if any model in the unit has the ability to do so? No, every model in the unit must have the ability automatically to pass characters test for the unit to pass it. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's like my guy's immune to strength checks or whatever or character yeah, success. Yeah, the empire. And, it, it, and then it used to be if you had a model. You use the best characteristic of the unit. Now it's saying in order to automatically pass, every model has to be able to automatically pass. So you can't just get around okay. with the uh, one guy. Does, right, right. Which, yeah. that kind of sucks balls, too. I mean, yeah. it, it, it seems like they want to kill even more more people now. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> Keep the death coming, dude. Yeah, yeah they, uh, really had, they added maybe 20, 25 clarifications in... I think they're all they all made sense. They didn't go all the way I wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the other thing too. Do thunder stomps or stomps benefit from any special rules, equipment, or saving or magic items, or vice versa? And the answer is no. Now we actually were playing it where they did because it didn't say they didn't. Yeah. So, you know, like if you had killing blow, we we figured you still had killing blow on your thunder stomp, but you don't get that. So that'll that'll change some stuff. They okay, got cool. one here about chariots. They asked, can a chariot move backwards and sideways? And the answer is yes. They'll only do one or the other each time it moves, however. Right, which I thought was kind of weird. You can only, 
can only go either backwards or sideways, but you can't do both. That's well, that's like a unit of infantry type rule. Sure. Where there's because your unit of whatever infantry models, they can't move backwards and to the side, if I recall correctly. Interesting. I got well, my for those fucking eye on you, stinks. <laughs> Shouldn't have told your ass that. You know where to fucking look, bitch. <laughs> Eighth edition. It was such a drastic change. There's going to be a lot of FAQs just because it's so different than seventh. But you know, people got to suck it the fuck up and play the game and just realize yeah. it's different. Well, we've been going so, for a while here. I want to. I have one more question I want to ask you. Uh -oh. And usually I can't ask this one because it's not applicable. But why did you start a podcast? <laughs> I started it kind of on a spoof because um, there was only one or two other podcasts, which I won't name by name that were out there doing it. And my friends basically said, look, we know as much shit as these guys, and frankly, half the advice they give is fucking stupid. <laughs> so we said, you know, if people... We, we, we decided when we did it, we came with some ground rules. Um, Mike, I, and uh, Jason, we decided, well, let's have a podcast. We'll cover everything that we find fun, but I don't talk about anything outside the United States, but I just want to have it fun, be free. Now, my formats change because there's so many Warhammer podcasts out there, and I play Ancients, and everybody's like, well, you know we're on Ancients and you fantasy, Pat. And I'm like, well, thanks, Dick, but, but I, you know, I, I said, I'm going to make a niche for the Ancient players, but I'm still going to talk about fantasy because fantasy is a fun game. Then there's a lot of cool podcasts. Like, like I learned about Brohammer talking, listen to the Wadcast, and then I learned about the Wadcast, Talking, uh, um, listening to, uh, I think it was a four K radio, oh, yeah. Okay. And then I, and then I learned about you through the Wadcast. It was kind of like the guys in the United States really pitch each other around and say, "Yeah, this is a good podcast," and these guys totally. do a good job. But we don't. I don't think we're as competitive as some of the other podcasts out there. I actually want to see, you know, even podcasts I don't listen to that much, like Garage Hammer. They have a different style of format than me. They, theirs is designed to be more like entertainment fun show where I'm talking shit. Um, <laughs> I, I feel that the, there's enough room for podcasts out there, but you got to keep them free and you got to keep them fun. So really podcasting me is just a fucking blast. I mean, we make a whole day out of it. We have a, I'll go over to my buddy Mike's house. We'll make carne asada. We'll sit around, talk shit. He'll drink too much alcohol, get obnoxious <laughs> on the fucking air. And <laughs> I end up doing all the editing, but it's just it's just fun, and frankly, I, I like the fact that you can actually help change the hobby a little bit like, and, and talk to some of these people that are really making the hobby kind of different. Because what I found out is I called some of my old GW friends. I'm like, hey, do you think you'd be willing to come on my stupid fucking podcast and maybe talk for 20 minutes? And they're all like, yeah, sure, let's fucking do it. And you're realizing, wow, these guys really want to talk about their hobby, and these were the guys that really made the hobby happen. And mm -hmm. then you realize that it's kind of a good way to get new people interested because without the podcast, they really don't realize there's other people out there. There's no, there's no way to get news on events and, you know, different groups getting together for a weekend of just fun games or, you know, what's yeah. going on at the LA, in my case, what's going on at the LA battle bunker, what's going on at the local stores, like Brookhurst hobbies and different things. Kind of like with you guys. I mean, you guys drink alcohol. I like you. Anybody who doesn't drink during their podcast, I want to find out how they fucking actually do an hour fucking show without alcohol. Some shows are like four hours long, man. That would put me into a coma if I wasn't yeah. drinking. <laughs> well, it's kind of like this. Mm -hmm. Well, today we'll be discussing the funner points of the counter charge. In the counter charge today, you know, it's like, really? <laughs> Is that your fucking podcast? It, it's like it, it's like they're reading another book. The primary model must move forward approximately one d six inches, making contact with the enemy. Now remember that you must maximize your Insert. models to. <laughs> and it's like, do you have any? I do have a question about where you guys are. Um, one thing I noticed, you guys get into. It seems like you have a lot of themed fucking tournaments. Is that kind of just you guys, or is that the whole area up there, like Wagpaka and all that stuff, really uh... themed? It seems to be the, the be taken area, off more. Say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might not have been how it used here. to be. Yeah. I think Wapaka uh, really helped to foster that, but yeah, it makes for a lot funner environment, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, because there's no yeah. right or wrong way to, to do it, so each has when its not, merits. Yeah, when you're not playing a strict hardcore rules event, you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want and not be wrong. 
It's like, okay, the rules are you got to drink a beer when a unit's fucking destroyed. Now that's the kind of tournament I want to go to. And I want to go against the 90-pound dude who's never lifted a beer in his life. Because by the end of the minor. game, it'll be like, you know, I just got to have fucking fun, dude. I just my, my attitude went from being a real competitive, hardcore asshole player to being now just an asshole player. So the competition's not as important yeah, as it used to be. like a good conversion to me. So uh, you guys working on any new armies after Adepticon? Got anything going on? Yeah, I got um, some wood elves I'm doing, but I'm still working on the Skaven at the same time. So I figure if I paint models equally, I'll be done with the wood elves first, and then a second army, and then the Skaven will be done. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you, because I, I have wood elves that I'm working on kind of a little bit here and there. They're like the best, worst army in 8th edition. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, if you're not yeah. ready for it, I mean, you can catch people's pants down. I mean, if they've never tangled with Treekin and they don't know how, uh, it's going to be a pretty rough game for them. Well, and even I, then, I, if your life magic goes off. Yeah, exactly. Life magic, just level four life magic, just fucking destroys Nasty people. quick. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Especially when yeah. they're not expecting it. It's almost, yeah. I, I think that's mandatory if you want to do a, a decent wood elf army right now. I don't know, Bastard, are you working on? What's that? Um, I've been considering army? my options. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm still supposed to be doing fucking orgers, but I have no motivation for anything. I've been doing I can nothing only, but paint. I can only mm -hmm. paint. You know, you know, the problem with ogres is they didn't come out with any... I mean, they're okay, but I painted an ogre army. But if you try to paint them cool, it takes too fucking long. And <laughs> if, if you paint them fast, they look like shit, so... There's just no. You got to spend your time on an ogre army. See, that's and, the problem uh, I have is that I'm gonna. I I started just going to town on these guys, recognized that it was gonna be such a huge project, and I got kind of turned off on it. I don't know. I've been thinking about maybe doing warriors because I have enough models sitting around. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll wait for I, Tomb King for something yeah. totally different. Yeah, Tomb Kings is gonna be fucking cool. I I, I don't want to so. believe all the. I hope I don't want to believe all the posts, but are either or any of you guys, maybe even Barry, didn't you guys qualify to go to the uh, Throne of Skulls? Yeah, I'm. I qualified to go. Are you I, I'm not go? gonna head down. No, I'm not really that much interested in that kind of stuff. But uh, next year it's gonna be in Memphis, right? Yeah. Now that is a little that's within my range. So if I qualify next year. I might head down because me and Bear went to a hillbilly down in Memphis, and it was a pretty fun time. Well, I was just thinking it's Vegas, so I'm actually going to use it as a weekend wow. to get away from the wife. I mean, I qualified, <laughs> but I don't even know if I'm going to play any fucking games. I mean, there's just, dude, some of the best strip clubs in the world in Vegas. Better quality than the uh, landing strip in Wapaka, Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. probably so. Well, we're I covering some good topics see... here. Yeah, yeah well, you know, fuck Warhammer. I mean, I'm yeah, done painting my models show. now. Shit's drying. Do you guys just yeah. want to fucking call it? I'm going to buy the first round at Adepticon on Saturday. Are you... Now, what day are you guys going up? Thursday night. We'll get, we'll get shitty pretty much from the time you guys get there. Because I'm not playing anything on Friday except later in the day. Okay, that sounds cool, dude. I, sounds I, good, man. It's good uh, I, I, talking to you. All right, you guys be good. And everybody who listens to my show, this is the fucking Warhammer show you need to listen to. No bullshit aside. I mean, I've had offers. To, I've had offers to go on other podcasts and talk to them, and I kind of <laughs> politely said no. And I actually asked to come on these guys' show and talk to them because they're fucking cool. So <laughs> thanks, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, dude. You guys um, take care. Yeah, take care, Pat. Well, fucking... All right, man. Be good. Check you later. Yeah, you Bye. too. Bye.